Good morning. This is Long Island Morning Edition on 88.3 WLIW-FM, heard in Western Suffolk on 96.9 FM. I'm Michael Mackey. Long Island educators are already preparing for next school year, focusing on the loss of federal COVID-19 relief money, keeping pace with artificial intelligence, and providing services to manage students' emotional health and learning loss from the pandemic. Craig Schneider reports on Newsday.com that school district superintendents are crafting budget proposals for the 2024-25 school year, which begins in September. School boards have until early May to adopt budgets. The public vote on them and school board elections occurs May 21st. On the state level, Governor Kathy Hochul is expected to discuss education priorities in her State of the State address tomorrow. The New York State Legislature has until March 31st to adopt the budget. Looking ahead, educators say they see more emphasis on teaching students the practical skills they will need in life, such as financial management and emotional intelligence, meaning a young person's abilities to understand and manage their emotions as they relate to themselves and others. Long Island's 124 school districts, 476,000 students, and 35,800 teachers are in the middle of a school year in which schools are still flush with federal COVID money and students continue to settle back into academic routines disrupted by the pandemic. The federal infusion of some $500 million to Long Island schools, allocated by Congress as part of three relief packages, will dry up this year. Another issue being addressed is how state education officials potentially reduce the role of regents' exams and graduation requirements, though no formal action is expected this year, said Roger Tillis, Long Island's representative to the New York State Board of Regents. An advisory commission recommended in November to reduce the role of the century-old three-hour tests, augmenting them with newly created performance-based assessments. The plan has won endorsements from groups representing school teachers, superintendents, and school board trustees, while others have denounced it as a threat to academic standards. I don't think that we'll see any major changes this year. It'll take at least a year to sift through the recommendations in the report, Tillis said. He added, though, I think we'll see drastic change in both the content and the way the test is given. The Heart of Riverhead Civic Association's January 13th meeting will feature a conversation with Riverhead Town Supervisor Tim Hubbard. The meeting will provide residents with a chance to get to know Riverhead's new supervisor and learn what he hopes to accomplish and how residents can help, the Civic Group said in a press release. The meeting is scheduled for Riverhead Free Library at 11 a.m. this coming Saturday. All are welcome. Following the conversation with the supervisor, the Heart of Riverhead Civic Association invites the public to explore dozens of ways to lend a hand locally at its volunteer expo at 1 p.m. at the Riverhead Free Library. So that's the Riverhead Town Supervisor at 11 a.m., the volunteer expo at 1 p.m. at the Riverhead Free Library this coming Saturday. 
As local businesses adjust to Long Island's new $16 minimum wage, some employers said they are concerned about the impact increased labor costs are having on their ability to compete in an already high-priced business environment. Victor Ocasio reports on Newsday.com that early last week, the minimum wage for Nassau, Suffolk, New York City, and Westchester increased from $15 to $16 per hour. Additional increases of 50 cents are scheduled in both 2025 and 2026. After reaching $17, the minimum will be tied to inflation and will increase at yet-to-be-determined intervals starting in 2027. Local business owners said they are concerned about their ability to operate profitably and compete with businesses outside the state of New York. Jack Wilson, president of Latin Food U.S. Corp. of Bohemia, a wholesaler and importer of perishable goods and foods from Latin America, said the increase makes his business less competitive. Quote, the cost of running a business here on Long Island is increasing to the point where it's almost pricing us out of the marketplace, said Wilson, who employs around 22 workers at his facility. I compete with businesses that are based in Pennsylvania. That puts me at a great disadvantage. Pennsylvania's minimum matches the federal one, $7.25 per hour. Wilson employs mostly warehouse and transportation workers, said the wage increases not only affect his payroll directly, but third-party services, too. Governor Kathy Hochul will pledge to crack down on retail theft as part of her 2024 policy agenda as fed-up New York business owners continue to plead for help with the shoplifting scourge. Carl Campanile reports in the New York Post that merchants are turning up the heat on Hochul and the Democratic-led New York State Legislature calling for stiffer penalties against serial offenders wreaking havoc in their stores. We're going to continue living this nightmare if legislators don't fix this mess, said Nelson Eusabio of the National Supermarket Association and part of the Coalition Collective Action to Protect Our Stores, CAP. Lawmakers representing 213 districts across the Empire State are up for re-election in the fall. and They must do something to help curb retail theft, Eusabio noted. We plan on being more active in Albany this year. We're bringing up shopkeepers from legislators' districts to get in their faces, he said. Lawmakers did not pass last year a bill that would have increased the severity of charges for certain repeat shoplifters, but Governor Hochul says she'll address that in her proposal tomorrow during her State of the State address. Higher education has a standardized test problem. David Leonhardt reports in the New York Times that during the pandemic, Dozens of colleges dropped the requirement that applicants take the SAT or ACT. Although administrators generally describe the move as temporary, most colleges have since stuck to a test-optional policy. But the loss of SAT and ACT scores has become a problem, administrators have told the Times. Without test scores, admissions officers sometimes struggle to distinguish between applicants who are likely to thrive at selective colleges and those who are likely to struggle. Why? Because high school grades don't always provide enough information, especially with grade inflation in recent years. 
Greenport officials are considering updates to the village's noise ordinance to limit the use of gas-powered leaf blowers, but some residents say the proposal doesn't go far enough and are calling for an all-out ban. Tara Smith reports on Newsday.com that the proposal is part of a larger effort to tackle thumping music that spills out of downtown bars past midnight, noise in residential areas from loud pool parties, and the use of noisy lawn care tools between 9.30 p.m. and 8 a.m. Commercial landscapers will not be able to rev up their equipment Monday through Friday before 8 a.m., before 9 a.m. on Saturday, and at all on Sundays and holidays. According to a draft of the proposal, Greenport's current noise ordinance, which dates to 1992, does not specifically address landscaping equipment. More than a dozen residents asked the village of Greenport to ban gas-powered leaf blowers at a December 28th hearing, saying a constant barrage of humming affects their health, air quality, and concentration. James Taylor and Hillary Gully said they both worked remotely and scheduled meetings around landscaping work in their neighborhood. It's the permanent soundtrack to my working day, Taylor said, adding he still hears the blowers over music and with windows and doors shut. Others touted an environmental benefit to letting leaves decompose in gardens instead of blowing them away, noting the leaves provide food to hungry birds throughout the winter. Greenport Village officials are expected to discuss a possible leaf blower ban at a public hearing on January 16th, a week from tomorrow. This has been Long Island Local News on Long Island's only NPR station, WLIW-FM. I'm Michael Mackey.